On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, and I think about the freedom that we can gain when we truly are not driven by the opinions of other people and we really do what works best for us and not what society says we should do or what our parents or our family thinks we should do. Like we really do what works best for our situation. Just how much freedom and happiness can come from that. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're, We're your hosts, hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Our quote of the day comes to us from our forever first lady, one of our favorite aunties. Do what works for you because there will always be someone who thinks differently. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back because we all need to hear this at various points and some of y'all need it today. Michelle Obama says, do what works for you because there will always be someone who thinks differently. Now, T, I know today we're talking about some hot topics, but when you hear this quote of the day, what, what, what comes up for you as you're thinking about these hot topics we're about to get into? Yes, girl, that is a quote indeed. That is a whole word, a whole sermon. And when I hear that quote, Dom, it makes me think about a time in my life where I was very much letting the perception of other people and their opinions and their perspectives shape the life I was building and how unhappy and unfulfilled and confused and low-key resentful that I was because I didn't do what was best for me. I was doing what other people said was best for me. So that's what makes that's what that's what it makes me think about. And I think about the freedom that we can gain when we truly are not driven by the opinions of other people and we really do what works best for us and not what society says we should do or what our parents or our family thinks we should do. Like we really do what works best for our situation, just how much freedom and happiness can come from that. And so that's what I think about when I hear that quote. What about you, girl? Similarly, right? That like there is a freedom 
in truly living in your truth and doing what really works for you. Because like some really sage person said years ago when we keep repeating it, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. Right. And so the reality is that no matter what you do, somebody's going to have an opinion about it. And it's up to you to decide how much value you place in their opinion. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think we should just dive right into these hot topics because hopefully with the considerations that we'll offer for each of these topics, people will be able to find a level of personal freedom mm-hmm. yes. if the particular situation applies to them. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. I'm going to get my phone ready for these comments because I got some comments I want to read. Dom, you want to you gear us up? For this first topic. All right. So, (laughs) you know, we're talking about hot topics and lady, depending on when you're listening, just want to lay the groundwork that we are in the summer of 2023. And at this particular moment in time, we are coming off of several news stories, several pop culture situations. The first situation is not new. This is something that has been going on for centuries. But because of the new Netflix movie, The Perfect Find, we are seeing this conversation pop up around us about older women dating younger men. For those of you who haven't seen the movie or read the book by Tia Williams, Without giving too much away, essentially, it's about a woman who's around 40, who is dating a man who is fresh out of college. So we're talking 22, 23. And lots of people have opinions about it. So, T, what what are some of these opinions that people are, are putting out there? Girl, this this comment section is hot, it's spicy, it's juicy. You gonna have to tell me when to stop because I'm just I've been this shit had me rolling all day. Really okay. quick, I want to shout out Milan Harris from Milano D Rouge because she posed this question on her Instagram and it got my attention and I've been in the comments looking. She's also a Philly native, a fellow Philly native. So girl, we we gotta have you on the podcast one day. All right, here we go. So what she asked was, "Have you ever dated someone younger than you? How did it go, girl?" Don, we're ready for this. Somebody in the comments said, he said, I'm going to play your music for you. And he went on to play old ass hip hop music from when she was a toddler. She said, never again. <laughs> That's hilarious. Girl, somebody else said, and I think many people who have experienced this can resonate with this. She said, bomb dick, horrible communication skills. Sounds, sounds pretty accurate <laughs> sounds from what I've heard. Somebody said, that young boy had me in a chokehold. Good Lord. Some people also have successful stories. Someone like, we've been married for 15 years. Someone said, <laughs> this person, this man, this young, this young and wanted to share his rap music, his, his mixtape with her. 
Oh, his mixtape. Like yeah, he, yeah. he was trying to be a. Re- oh, oh, okay. Yo, babe, you want you want to hear my mixtape? You trying to hear these bars? Yeah, some of them I learned from him and married him. I guess it's okay. Eight years later, he's still right here. Someone said that like they like older men. So I think it varies. The experiences vary. I mean, you want to dive into considerations or you want to hear more of these comments? <laughs> well, like what that really looks like, right? Yeah, what does it look because, like? Yeah, because for me, when I think about that, I got questions, mm-hmm. right? What kind of questions? Like, well, one... Uh, a favorite question that I like to put put out there in healthy communication is like, how are we defining this? Like, what let's let's give a definition to younger, right? Because for some people, younger is anything a day younger than me, right? Other people, their standard might be, well, if he's more than five years younger than me, then I consider him younger. Other people look at it based on, well, where you are in life. If I'm 25, younger, you know, I legally cannot go under the age of 18. We know stories of people who have. Yeah. But if I'm 80 and he's 65, like, is that really younger? Like, Mm -hmm. and so for me, engaging in this type of conversation like i need to know like let's uh, let's define this like what does younger really mean Mm -hmm. and going back to our quote of the day like younger to me really depends on who the person is that we're engaging with and so i would ask anybody like each individual right okay you say you date younger men what does that mean to you? Like how young for you? What does that mean? Yeah, no, I feel that. Because I'm with you. If it's like a year or a couple months, I'm like, even when I have friends who are like a couple years young or a couple, you know, like a couple months, it's like, really? Like you six months younger than me? Eh. Especially eh. if we have the same birth year, like. Yeah. Come on, that's not that's younger. Really, we, we, really we contemporaries, <laughs> like for real. Like yeah. we like legit contemporaries. Like for that's sure. not younger than me, right? For sure, for sure. But it really depends on the person. I will say, kind of going back to the quote of the day, I feel like whatever works best for you, do you. But I do think it's also important. I I feel like a lot of times when I hear people are dating younger, and this is not all of the time, but a lot of times it's usually around sex. Like that's the most appealing aspect of being with a younger person. The younger guy may have the stamina, maybe able to keep up with a woman in her forties who's you know, we reach our peak a lot later. So we'd be with it. You know what I mean? We'd be like, I'm trying to get that dick <laughs> and that young person, you know, so you hear that a lot. And so I think it's also important to determine like, what is this really? Like, are you my fuck buddy? Are we just, you know, having a good time, but it's not going to be a long time. Like what is the vibe so that you're clear on that too? Because this, we're just speaking about dating right now, but it could just be a situationship. So I feel like getting clarity on that is important as well. But then also it's like, whatever works for you. If you find that that young dick or yeah, if you find that that young person is doing what needs to get done and it works for you in your life, fuck what everybody else say. Like do what works for you. And of course, we're talking about people that are legal and of age, y'all. Yes, yes. Let's be clear that it is people. You know, some people you are looking for loopholes (laughs) and we're not offering no loopholes for any illegal activity. We are Mm -hmm. not. That's not what we're here for. Hey, lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. 
We love you for real, and we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. Imagine a world where you have a chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded Black women like you and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel and throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life and sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay! We want to meet you, connect with you, and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. We've been great stewards of our platform, all while working full-time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you uplevel your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon, and we highly highly encourage you to join the sister frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis if that meets your needs. Again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says Patreon. All right, lady, we'll hop right back into the conversation. You're alluding to some of our considerations, right, that Mm -hmm. we have in terms of thinking about what it looks like to have a healthy engagement with a younger man, mm-hmm. right? Like I think about the movie and the book, yeah. how Stella got her groove back, right? Yes, yes. That, and, and essentially these are stories that are based on real life experiences. And one of the things that you mentioned in terms of like a, a good consideration is the importance of finding your common ground, right? And so to me, when I think about that importance of finding your common ground, what that really entails is thinking about being on the same page in terms of what you both want. So like you mentioned, what are, what are, you, what are your intentions? Are you in this just for the sex? Or... Are you trying to date in the hopes of finding something long term? And what does your partner want? Are they in it just for the sex? Are they just trying to figure things out and see what happens? Just making sure that you're on the same page, right? And and that you have things in common. So even if you're like, I'm in it for the sex. Okay. What are your sexual needs? Have you communicated that to them? What are their sexual needs? Have you all had a conversation about it? Like, because 
no point in having sex if y'all aren't on the same page. Like you got to want the same or similar things. No, that's a great point, Tom. And I think we kind of alluded to this earlier, but you may not have the support of family and friends because people can be judgy. I remember a guy that I worked with years ago, he had gotten divorced and already had some children and he had a new girlfriend and she was younger, like in her twenties. And I think he was in his thirties or so like late thirties. And his friends were all like, damn man, like you did the right, like you got the right move. You got that, tw- that young, that young whoop-a-snapper or whatever they, you know what I mean? They, they were like, yeah, like he, they were like, you know, giving him, giving him props because he got this young Joan or whatever. He got this young girl and they had their older women who were around there, they, who were their contemporaries. Right. So he yeah. was like the, the, the hot, the hot guy on campus because he had this young in. And so I think that just being aware that you may not have the support of others. You might have some hating ass people who are like, well, I wish I had that too. Or people who are just judgmental or you ever have a situation. I remember years ago, I'm not going to call any names out, but one of my uncles was dating a woman. And also there was like a, a man who was like a father figure. They were dating women who were around my age. And because I was that age and I had a different perspective at the time, I thought that was so gross. I was like, oh my God, I'm just like, I can't. But as you get older, it's like, well, they're not dating me. They're dating someone, they're dating someone who is right. my age and they have a different rapport and there's a connection and you don't know. It's just, it ain't none of my business really, you know? It, it might feel yeah. weird, but it really isn't none of my business. And the older I get, I think about that because it's just, yeah, it's different, you know? I don't know. Right. Like I think about, it's funny as you were bringing up that situation, like I think about, I I was that 20 something who was dating, who dated an older guy who really? was, who had just, was just going through a divorce. And, and that thought at the time, yeah, like, but that he had kids your age? Yeah, no, he didn't have kids my age. Oh, okay. Okay. He was older, but he had kids and like, there was like a 12 year age difference, baby. Hmm. And so I remember thinking like, okay, yeah. I could see where his peers might be judging, looking, yeah, judging yeah. and looking at him a certain way. Yeah. But also, like, part of why the relationship did not work out mm-hmm. was because we were in different spaces in life. Mm-hmm. Right? He's newly divorced. I'm in graduate school. And I, you know, and so that takes me to like our third consideration, right? That you all may be in different places developmentally and in terms of life goals and trajectory. At the time, like I said, he's completing, like he's finishing the divorce and I'm in graduate school focused, more career focused, right? Not thinking about truly trying to start a family or come into and have this blended family right in reality at my at that stage what i wanted long term was different than what he could bring to the table okay i have a couple of questions before we move on to the next topic i'm a rapid fire one how was that relationship compared to being in a relationship with your contemporaries and how was the sex well we ain't gonna talk about the sexual relationship after show maybe maybe or offline okay <laughs> So we're not going to talk about that. I tried. I tried to get it out of her, y'all. If y'all listen to the previous (laughs) episode, y'all already know that I said that there are some things that I keep to myself. And 
while I do put a lot out there, there are some things that I keep to myself. And so I won't speak on what the sexual relationship was like. What I will speak on, though, is that we like we had different trajectories. And at that time, he was still trying to heal from that relationship. Got you. And ultimately, we wanted different things in that moment. Mm -hmm. I think long term, we wanted the same things. But in that moment, we were in different spaces. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's a lot to put on you too. being in the stage that you were in where you're like, you're kind of like the guy in the movie that you were referencing. Right. And yeah. like, you're like fresh out. You're still or still in grad school, but you're like out here doing fresh, your thing. And he yeah. has all this. Yeah. No, that makes sense. He's more okay. established. Right. Exactly. And I think that's a thing that you want to consider. Right. When you are dating a younger when you're dating a younger man, when there's a considerable age difference between you all. And this is not just if you're dating a younger man, but in any relationship. Right. Are you looking for marriage? Do you all want children? Hmm. What's your retirement plan? Do you have a job with benefits? Like, and benefits yeah. meaning like life insurance, vision, dental, mm-hmm. medical, those types of things, like a 401k. Yeah. Like, what? Those are the conversations that most of us are having when we are moving into our careers. Yes. The financial part too. Like who's covering what? All that stuff. Oof. All of yes. those things. And so you yeah. need to be on the same page in that regard. And if you're not, no matter how many years you all have in between you, it's not, it won't work if you're not yeah. on the same page. One bonus consideration that falls under the, you may be in different places is your health. Ooh. So, yeah. you know, a lot of y'all in your 20s are, the majority of y'all are generally very healthy. And you aren't thinking about menopause, high cholesterol, back high pain. blood pressure, back pain, knee pain, mm-hmm. hips, like erectile dysfunction you're not thinking about none of that in your mm-hmm. 20s most of you yeah. the majority of people in your 20s are not thinking about that the majority of the people under 35 are not thinking about these things right if you are dating someone who is older mm-hmm. the older you are the more likely you have to consider these things like does this person have diabetes Do they have high blood pressure? Like what kind of medication? You got to look in that medicine cabinet and find out what medications they're taking. Because that impacts your, particularly if you are looking to establish a long-term relationship with Mm -hmm. this person, that impacts y'all's long-term outcome. What is their health outcomes? What are your current, what's your current health situation? And how is that going to impact this relationship in the long run? That's an excellent bonus one. Oof. All right. Shall we move on to the next hot topic here? I think it's time. And this one is just difficult topics in the news. I know I'm going to be real with y'all. I should definitely pay attention to the news a lot more. I find that just in the, I guess in the phase I'm in in lifetime, I usually just get my news from social media. I used to be a news watcher back in the day, but 
Now I get it from social media. And even then, if I see something I don't like, I usually, I'm just like scrolling off because I, I feel like my mental health suffers when I tune into stories because a lot of the times the news is so depressing. And I'm like, yes. I already have too much stuff going on. So I'm going to let you take this one, Dom, and we can chime in on the considerations. But yeah, lady, I just wanted to preface the conversation by saying, yeah, I don't be tuning into the news like that. My initial flippant response Mm -hmm. is that the world is going to shit. The world is falling (laughs) apart, right? That's my initial flippant response. Yeah. The reality is that there is a lot of horrible things happening in the news. There are a lot of things that are happening that are negatively impacting the lives of Black folks. And, you know, at the time of this recording, we're coming on the heels of several Supreme Court decisions. And we are coming on the heels of several instances of violence against Black folks. And I'm not going to repeat because I also want to be aware of people's ability to and people's need to not be activated by hearing the bad news. And so we'll we'll say, lady, if you're curious, if you haven't been keeping up with the news to go and do your research. Right. And I think it's important to be aware of the things that are going on, particularly things that might be impacting you on more so on a local level than a you know than a world level it's still important to know all of the things but have some i think it's important to have some level of awareness of some of the things that are happening around us and recognizing terry like you pointed out that your mental health is your top priority and so if taking in the news every day is having a negative impact on your mental health then I definitely say don't do it, right? And what I would encourage folks to do when we, in 2020, when there was a lot of news happening, we had an episode where we talked about how to engage with the news in a way that was healthy for your mental health. And so some of those considerations is limiting, like you mentioned, limiting your news consumption. One of the things that I tell folks is, you know, once a day, once a day is is all you really need. So typically, either in the evening or in the morning, but constantly checking the news throughout the day keeps your adrenaline levels at a high level that causes that stress, right? Because you're, you're on edge. And so limiting your news consumption to once a day, and it doesn't even require that you have to go in depth, right? You don't have to read dissertations worth of all the news that is happening everywhere, but enough to have an awareness of what's going on around you. That makes sense, Donna. I think you made a really good point too about 
it is important to be aware, especially when it comes to the local news and what's going on. So I, lady, I'm still a work in progress. I still have to find a balance that works well for me. I think having a partner that's very tapped in can be helpful because then I'm like, mm-hmm. what's going on? What'd you hear about? He, I feel like he can like filter out some of the stuff for me, but I do think it's important for us to have our own, you know, knowledge and independence, independence of that and not necessarily to be dependent, but I'm a work in progress lady. So just being transparent here with you all, but I think you made a really good point with that, Dom. The next consideration here is consider your sources. Lord. Okay. This is, I feel like I'm, oh, I'm into the pop culture side of the game. Okay. With the news, news, I'm like, eh, pop culture, I'm all in. So recently, let me just tell you all this quick story, Dom, because I feel like this is going to tie back to what we're talking about. So years ago, you know, y'all know Offset and Cardi B are married, right? At this time of the recording. But years ago, he was cheating. He was caught cheating, right? And he had posted a picture of him online, kind of looking off in the distance. He's like, I think he was like sitting on the car, his hands folded, he's looking off in the distance. distance and the caption said, hold on, hold on. The caption said, I miss my granny. And so everybody in the comments were like, whenever ninjas be che- getting caught cheating, they all of a sudden miss their granny. So, <laughs> so recently, him and Cardi were in the news again because there were allegations that he was cheating again. And so people, fans, went and photoshopped a picture of her sitting somewhere looking in the distance and they captioned, I miss my granny. And people, it was circulating on social media and people thought it was real. So then I don't know if they if they did the same thing for him with this story, but he had allegedly posted like, oh, my girl was out here cheating or whatever. And I don't know if they photoshopped that, but that's a situation. It's a little, a little ratchet situation, but it's a situation of people not considering their sources and you run with it and you think, oh, this is the truth. This is what I saw on social media. But with AI, with what is it called? Deep faking. Is that what it's called? Deep fakes? Mm, that's, yeah. Yes. Deep fakes. Mm-hmm. All this AI stuff, like, you never know. Like, it's scary out here. I hope no one ever tries to get us down and have us talking some bullshit with this new technology because you just, you, sometimes you you really don't know the source. They got these robots that are doing the news for us. I mean, it's, it's getting scary out here, okay? It's real. It is, and it's mm-hmm. becoming harder and harder to determine who's an accurate, credible, reliable source. I tell people all the time, TikTok University is not accredited. Yeah, that part. So hmm. I want to be clear that I'm not coming only for TikTok, that I'm coming for all forms of social media in that you have to be mindful of the sources. Just because someone is offering you what you what they consider to be news or tips on how to navigate X, Y, Z situation does not mean that they are a credible, reliable source. And even some of our actual news outlets these days, unfortunately, are not credible and reliable. So just truly be mindful of what you're taking in and how you're taking it in. And that takes us to the final consideration for navigating the news, and that's focusing on what's within your control. So you are coming across all these negative headlines. Well, you can't control why you cannot control what is happening in the news. You can control again the sources in which you're getting it from and how often you are taking it in. And you can decide, like Terry, you pointed out that while you personally might not be 
taking in the news, you to protect your own mental health. You ask your partner to share that information with you. Right. And so he's giving you a high level. He's probably already because he knows you. He probably has already filtered out what might be what might have a negative impact on your mental health and has found a way to give it to you in a share it with you in a way that reduces the negative impact that you'll have. And that's something that's within your control. Absolutely. Don, you hit the nail on the head. And that takes us to our third hot topic here, which I thought was such a good one, especially considering Oof. your expertise and in industry, Dom. So Let's see. This topic is just about therapists opening up about client experiences. Nadam, let's tell this story about Sabrina Herring Antoine, because this is going has been going viral on social media for a couple of weeks now. And I thought it was so interesting. And basically what happened was Sabrina was chatting with one of her clients. She didn't reveal their name or any of their information, but she basically said that, yeah, I was chatting with one of my clients. And long story short, he says, yeah, you're the only woman my wife lets me talk to late at night. And she's like, first of all, crickets. Cause wait, we don't talk late at night. Number A. Okay. <laughs> did you just say number A? <laughs> I did. I did. Cause that's what it's given, right? It's given number mm-hmm. A. Come on. So he's like, well, I have your name stored in my phone as different women that I talk to. And she's like, hold up. And basically letting him know you can't do this. And one of the things that I thought was very funny that she said was she said one (laughs) you don't know what your wife is capable of and you can't be doing that to somebody who can't fight because I'm not trying to get my license taken and be beat up out here and I'm like I feel you sis like you can't be you just can't be doing that because there's so many implications and it can really put her in danger and put her practice in jeopardy so Dom can you just tell us about the this from a therapy a therapist perspective and add more context on the situation Yes. All right. So first of all, unless you are in crisis, most therapists are not going to be texting with you late at night or after hours anyway. So if you have a partner out there that is telling you that they are texting with their therapist at midnight or 1 a.m., and they aren't currently in the midst of a mental health crisis. Let me see the messages. Let me call the number and see who who, who is this. Can who I, on this can, phone? I <laughs> can I can I see what y'all are talking about? Because I want to now, now. Let me back up. Really, you don't need to be trying to see your person's phone. But let's have a conversation about what you're talking about with your therapist this late at night, right? Like. Because unless it's a mental health crisis, most therapists, ethical, moral therapists, are not going to be texting clients, texting and communicating with clients at midnight or 1 a.m. So there's that, okay? Every therapist has their own set of boundaries, and they usually communicate that with their clients within the first couple of sessions, right? Of, and of what their preference is for communication. So that's a conversation you should have with your therapist upfront early on. What's the method? How are y'all communicating, right? There's that piece of it. But I think the bigger issue, the bigger piece of the conversation that has been coming up is around the therapist getting on social media and sharing the story, right? 
And people, some folks have been in an uproar about, well, you're putting that man's business in the streets. So let me step back and let me clarify that she did not give any personal identifying information. There was no protected health information, just so I can be clear for all you medical folks out there who are like talking about HIPAA. There was no protected health information that was shared. Okay. So there's that piece of it. Then let's be real, okay? If you are paying attention to most therapists' social media accounts, they are providing you with lots of examples about real-life situations and how to navigate them, right? Well, where do y'all think we're getting this information from? Most of it is from client experiences. And so if the therapist, as long as the therapist is not sharing one, again, I'm going to stress again, protected health information and or any identifying information that would let you know that, oh, she's over there spreading information about Kevin Jones. And we all know because she works in Houston, Texas, that Kevin Jones, who also lives in Houston, Texas, and we just found out that Kevin Jones was cheating on his wife, using his therapist's name as code for all his women, then we know we done went and put the pieces together and figured out that it was that this was Kevin Jones that she was talking about. First of all, I gave that exaggerated example just just to be clear, because Houston, Texas is like the fourth largest city in the country. So and Kevin Jones is a common name. So what's the likelihood that the information that she's sharing is specifically about the person that you know. Chances are your therapist, when they are sharing information on social media, they are sharing general information about client experiences. And if they give a specific example, oftentimes either one, they have that client's permission to share that example, or two, they have pieced together for this one example, they have pieced together data points from multiple clients so as not to give any one specific client's information. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It sounds like within what you shared, Dom, the considerations would be one, it's okay for a therapist to discuss clients in general but not yes. be specific, right? Yes. So that's something to just keep in mind. So like you said, the comments were going crazy. Like, oh my gosh, she's telling his business. And it's like, girl, whose business? Well, who the man? What's his name? Right? Kevin right. Jones, and, then, mm-hmm. yeah, and, then, and let me back up and say. Yeah. So 
y'all are up in arms about this therapist talking about Kevin Jones. And we're just going with that name, okay? So I don't even, I don't know what Kevin Jones, we're just going with it. So y'all are all up in arms about this therapist talking about Kevin Jones. But y'all readily spread other people's business too, right? And there are lots of people who are out here who could benefit from the information that that therapist shared in that example that she provided that probably, again, is not about anyone specific. And if she's actually putting it out there, it might be that she's had multiple clients who have engaged in that behavior or something similar and decided to share it. That's a good point, Dom. And I'm surprised people are not, well, I guess some people are concerned about her safety because that, that's that legitimate. Too. You could really have a partner who is on their snapped vibe and they're like, oh, okay, this is the therapist. Let me go find her. It's just like you putting someone else unnecessarily in danger. And so I like think- we, yeah. we, we take- most therapists (laughs) take confidentiality seriously for sure so most therapists are not going to be out here violating your confidentiality and putting out information that could cause harm to you or bring harm to them right Mm -hmm. exactly and they're not going to be sharing any identifying information i can't stress that enough that we that we are not out here sharing identifying information Right. And I will say that, you know, one consideration then is that if your therapist is out here, you find your therapist on social media sharing specifics Mm -hmm. about your unique situation and things that you shared in therapy, Mm -hmm. then you have the right to file a complaint on that therapist. And you have a right to find a new therapist. Exactly. Question for you, Dom. How would one even go about filing a complaint on a therapist? Is there like a formalized process for that? Yeah. So in every state, you have a licensing board. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for most psychologists, I can't speak to other professions, but most psychologists, there's a ex state board of psychology or something to that effect, right? Like, so there is a consumer, a consumer affairs board. In every state where you can file a complaint, the same the same overall state run agency where Mm -hmm. you can file a complaint against your nail tech, your hairdresser, anybody who has a license, a state license to operate. Your nurse, your doctor. Anybody who has a state license to operate. That state. Licenses run by a state governing board. And they right. have numbers online that you can reach out to to file a complaint. Now, some of y'all may have known that. I did not know that. And I'm so glad you shared, Don, because now I can stop going to Yelp if I have issue and go to the licensing <laughs> board. That's good to know. And I don't I mean you recovery- can still do Yelp so people will still know. do Yelp, right? So other but- people know, but like if you really want to make a difference. You yes. are the board. I love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing and letting letting the people know. And I don't know if we call this consideration out, but I think 
one of the keys of the story as well as like, just be honest with your therapist. Like it's so important to be honest with your therapist. And I feel like you may have mentioned this in either the last episode or one episode recently where you were saying how, you know, you can't help them as a therapist if they're not being honest with you about whatever's going on. And I know for me, like in being a therapy, it did take a while to get to those points where you felt comfortable enough with this new person to share, you know, deep parts of yourself. But that honesty is so important. It's like going to the doctor, not telling them what's going on. It's like, how, how are they going to help you? Right. I mean, you know, I've had, I've had clients that have gone. And again, I'm being general, not specific, right? I have had clients that have gone multiple sessions before sharing a very important piece of who they are because they needed to feel comfortable in the therapy relationship. In most of those cases, I had a sense that there was something else that they weren't sharing. But my job as a therapist is not to force you to say it. But like I mentioned before, like I can only help you with what you share with me. And I also know that therapy is a very vulnerable space to be in. And and so I try to make sure that I'm doing my job to make clients feel comfortable and safe enough to share all of the things that they need to share, to be honest. And recognizing that part of the therapy journey is that that might take some time. That makes perfect sense. Well, I guess this concludes our episode. Lady, let us know what you think about this Hot Topics episode. We don't really do hot topics or trending topics and pop culture, all like that. So if you like it, let us know. You can still leave us a five-star review. If you don't like it, just let us know in the comments so we can read it. We don't want to mess up the reviews, but we appreciate you for tuning in. We're going to go ahead and head over to the after show. So you can visit herspacepodcast.com, click on Patreon and tune into the after show where we let our hair down a little bit and talk more about the episode. And I'm going to see if I can get some juicy answers out of Dom on other topics that she feels comfortable sharing because we are all about setting boundaries on the podcast as well. So lady, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me, I am worthy of a happy life.